be revolutionary don't just settle for what you currently have as it relates to what you're unsatisfied with true progress is saying this is what i'm unsatisfied with this is what i don't like about the world and then going out and actually making that happen making a difference um, dismantling the fear moving with unwavering courage these are all the things that martin luther king taught us martin luther king was a revolutionary and what really empowered me about mlk is that he was actually not just somebody doing civil rights but he was backed up by a higher power y'all he was backed up by god he was doing a whole lot more than people thought he was doing he was actually following god's plan for his life right so shout out to mlk and that's why i'm going to be talking about being revolutionary just like mlk so i couldn't go through mlk today without necessarily making a podcast episode so i had to make an evening version so let's get it <laughs> shout out to Grand Rising and Priming Powerful Being. Shout out to you. It's the Holistic Motivator. And today I'm going to be talking about being revolutionary like Martin Luther King. I'm just going to share a couple of principles that's going to allow you to look at what pisses you off in the world and then decide you're going to do something about it. And then don't necessarily care who's coming for you, who's not coming for you, who agree with you, who's not agreeing with you. And you're going to make an impact. You're going to leave a legacy that's much bigger than you. So I'm just going to talk to you about a mindset of greatness. Okay. So the mindset of greatness in these end times. And before we get into that, this is a podcast. Ed Talks Daily is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a holistic mindset that's going to lead to healthy body, healthy relationships, in tune spirit. If you want to join me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves, then Ed Talks Daily is for you. Go to edtalksdaily.com to subscribe. And if you've been a loyal listener of the podcast, make sure you leave a review after you listen to the podcast. So that way I know uh, you are supporting the podcast. And Apple Podcasts, Spotify, going to say we're going to spread the podcast out to many others. So that's a great way of supporting the podcast. If you don't currently listen to the podcast, go to edtalksdaily.com and subscribe. That way you can keep listening. Now, for those of you watching on YouTube, make sure you like this video and subscribe to the channel. That's going to help the channel a whole lot. I got to do that, you know, this part of the whole podcasting. Shout out to everybody. We podcasting out here. Shout out to everybody who has a podcast. And speaking of that, podcasting is actually one of the major ways that I actually make an impact. One of the ways that I'm revolutionary is that I don't necessarily, I'm not on the stage all of the time, which means I'm not like MLK where I draw out big clouds or anything. And I'm not comparing myself to MLK when I say, but I'm just saying that the way that I'm revolutionary is that I'm authentic in my gifting. I'm, I'm in alignment with God's plan for my life, even if I deter. And I, I speak truth regardless of whatever consequences that may hold people back that we call fear, right? Made up consequences that we call fear. So to some extent, when you step out on the limb and say you're going to do what God called you to do, no matter what people think about it, no matter how much risk you think you're at, this is one of the major ways of becoming revolutionary. A lot of people think that a revolution is us necessarily like going against the system. 
which is part of it, right? But it's not necessarily us against going against the system as much as it is us systemizing ourselves to go towards a vision, right? Revolution is not necessarily us biting head and hate against the man. It's really us standing within us as the man, as the woman, and then formulating a system so that way we can demand what we want in whatever system we're in. So revolutionary is not necessarily fighting for their system or against their system. It's fighting for a system that works, right? It's fighting for homesteading. It's fighting for your garden at home. It's fighting for local water, local food. That's revolutionary. Now, I'm not saying that we don't need to point out this part of this part. But what I'm saying is one of the parts that we that we don't re really realize is Martin Luther King was fighting for equal rights. He wasn't necessarily he was talking about the wrongdoing, but what he was fighting for was equal rights. Right. So a lot of times in this world of woke, we usually keep talking about how the system is this, how the system is that. But what we're not backing up our talk with a plan. Or words. I, I said last say that Martin Luther King did not just had a dream, he had a plan. We just didn't run it. A lot of times we look at revolutionary figures like MLK and all these di different types of people, and we think that you know, just because they're so powerful and so great that just them alone is gonna do what they came to do. When in a reality, they came to put a blueprint for us to actually continue the work, right? Because revolutions don't happen by one person. Revolutions don't happen um, because one person decided to do it. It has to be a collective switch of mindset. And the, the beauty of what Martin Luther King had was he had a conviction that was backed up by the Holy Spirit. Right. He, he, ha he had a he had a conviction that was backed up by the Holy Spirit. Right. He had an anointing that got people to to stand a little bit stronger inside of themselves where else they would be really scared. He had people going out. He had people not literally, literally people said, we're not going to take public buses even though we need it to get to work. We're going to create our own transportation system by carpooling, right? Literally, he had people disrupt their normal way of living because they decided that if I don't disrupt my normal way of living, because I'm so satisfied with my life the way it's at right now, I'm actually never going to shift into that pros that prosperous way of living. Like literally what Martin Luther King did for people, he said, you can keep living and you could shut up. You could, you, you could not say anything against the matrix, against the system, against what's going on. And, and, or, and you, you could literally be suffering in silence or you can speak out, you can do something, you can actually create a new system to battle against the system you can actually spend money amongst your own community like that's the things he was bringing upon the people he's literally saying like bro instead of us literally taming what's inside of us why don't we step out on the limb and say this is what i stand for right that's what rosa parks did that's, that's what martin luther king did that's what harriet tubman did right that's why the revolutionary that's what Jean-Jacques Dessalines did, right? That's what all of these great people, right? What they literally did and it said is there's a certain way of living right now that we have gotten accustomed to, that it may, it may seem like it's cool and all, but in reality, it's a suppression of who we really are, right? One of the things that, that was powerful and a relation between literally not 
the relation between the Israelites and us right now is when Martin Luther King said, I've been to the mountaintop, right? And I've seen, I've seen the promised land, right? Literally what he's reminding us of is like, we are not like literally God brought us out of Egypt, brought us out of the hand of the Pharaoh, brought us out of one place not to get up into another slate. He's literally saying like, bro, I need y'all to remember who we really are. I need y'all to remember that, right? So literally modern day prophets, I would say, like Martin Luther King, right? We may just look at him as a civil rights leader, but he was a man of God. And a lot of times what we do is we, we brush what God does for us in culture and we just put us title of it. We got to literally say like, bro, when we look at Martin Luther King, one of the major things that he was is very obedient, right? Literally, he said that like the longevity has its place. Right. But but there's a time for that. Right. All I want to do is I want to do the will of God. I like he literally said something that only the most. This is how you become great. This is how you reveal your greatness. You have to understand that when God puts something in your heart, you got to say, I'm going to do this no matter what the consequences are. Right. I'm going to do this. No, no, like I'm literally going to trade what I want for what God had planned. Like that, that's how you are revolutionary. When you say, I'm going to exchange what, what I want, right? And you might just want to live long. You might want to see a kid. Like I'm literally going to ex exchange what I want for what God has planned. So Martin Luther King was not just a civil rights leader. He was a man of God. And that's one of the things we, we, we ignore. That's one of the things. Somebody said, man, how, how would this black man come like, and do all of this stuff? And like we're still celebrating him till this day. He's one of the few people that, that, that there's a day, right? Why, why would that, right? Because there's the anointing, there's the hope, there's that, that's the power of the Holy Spirit, right? So somebody might say, well, if, if God was with him, why would God let, let, let them take him out? A lot of people don't realize that on the other side of death, it's actually fuel to what you fought for during your life. I'm, I'm going to say this again. On the other side of death, it's more fuel towards what you fought for during your life. And what I mean by that is a lot of times people have to die in order for like this seems like very like and we're going to go back to Jesus. Like people have to die for, for for that change to happen. And you're like, why? Because there's something about death that causes us not only to grieve, but to be empowered. Right. It does something inside of us when when our hero is <laughs> it does something. Right. So God knows how to use every part of the situation. So just like, yo. He could have called upon his he could have seen it happening like but he said, look, longevity has its place. I have seen the promised land. And this is what I'm going to go. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give this speech right now. And he gave us a plan on his last day. He gave us a plan on stage. He literally said, if we want to prosper as a nation and we want to demand what's for us, one of the major things that we're going to have to do as a nation is that we're going to have to allocate our dollars toward people who support us. And I would say Damon John said for us by us because he understood what martin luther king was saying and he actually worked on that he grew up in that era so when, when you think about fubu and how we started to buy fubu and we started to be like g unit and we started to focus on the sean john this is what martin luther king was talking about and right now 
we as a community, what, what we're doing is we are actually running the plan like Martin Luther King said, because we're supporting one another. To be revolutionary is not necessarily just to stand on the stage and speak about what you want, the change you want to see happen. Being revolutionary is about being a change agent and being a change agent is about running the plan of the people who, who of, of the elders, of the people who have the anointing, who have the wisdom. So like if MLK says, man, we should start spending, stop spending our dollars on, on all of these businesses, that's not for us. In order to show them that we have a power, an economic power, then what we can do now, we celebrate MLK Day when we say I'm going to support the person that looks like me. I'm going to support the person. That, and it's not just look, it's not just race. In fact, we're like one race to begin with. But it's a matter of I'm going to support the people who support what I support in a way. So what I mean by that is we are getting in an age where if this company is not like doing good in the world, if they're kind of racist or doing something like that's off, I'm not going to support that company. If this company is obviously like not benefiting society in a way and they're kind of like malicious in their business and I'm not going to. So it's not on a matter of black and white, because when you think about it, where we're one, it's a matter of who stands for right, right, what's right and who stands for what's wrong. And somebody might say, who who's to judge what's right and what's wrong? That's a whole nother topic. But what I'm saying is we have to start to support companies that support us. We have to start support leaders that support us. And the power shifts when we shift our power from I'm going to give them control to I'm going to take control. I'm going to be a decision maker in my community. I'm going to spend my money on the people, on the companies, on, on the brands that actually is there for me on a day to day basis. Right. I'm going to support the creators who are supporting me continuously. Like this is a way that we can actually honor MLK. This is a way that we can say like, bro, we're going to actually honor him for doing this, for speaking up. So when we think about it, I talked about what I'm talking about is how to be revolutionary. Being revolutionary is about standing for something. There's a quote that says a man who stands for nothing will fall for anything. And you want to be able to stand for something. You want to be able to have the courage to stand for regardless of the ramifications of standing for that thing. You want to be to be unapologetic about what you stand up for. You want to be empowering and inspiring where you're led by the spirit so that way you can move people. Where you can your courage can bleed into other people. You want to stay the course even if there's a risk of you losing your life. Because you're, you're so focused on what God told you to do that you're not necessarily worried about losing your life. Like these are the about being revolutionary you want to be consistent in growth you want to be a scholar you want to be constantly reading and educating yourself and learning about other people who did the same thing that you're looking to do right martin luther king spoke in his book and about how he literally studied gandhi and he studied non-violence and he studied mother Teresa. he didn't just read about him like mlk was not just reading about these he literally studied them and he took some and he like applied that in his philosophy he studied the bible like he studied these things he he got he at 26 he literally had a phd right then he he's a preacher then he's like he's literally doing god's work in many different stages and what some of you don't realize is you got to be a scholar but then also you got to let god god lead you to do what you were called to do and that might open an avenue for you to do something else so what I mean by that, like Martin Luther King being a preacher, being a pastor, being a scholar, who's to know that he was going to go on something, on, on something and see something that empowered, look, maybe I ought to do that thing. 
who's to know that his his background not necessarily coming from a port like that was going to help him who's to know that his connections was going to give him this the people around him that that could help him do what he was doing who's to know every single thing in your life right now is literally part of your purpose it's part of your grooming process for you to actually go and do what god called you to do right literally god's like your your path Everything that you went through is part of God building you to be revolutionary, but you just got to keep going. That's why I say it's God like this year is about obedience or right? you got to listen to what God tells you to do next, who he tells you to put in your circle next. Like it's literally a process of everything that happened to me is happened for me. Everything that happened is happening in a way where it's going to prosper me and elevate me to be in direct alignment with what God's purpose for my life like when we start to realize that every single thing is part of God teaching you bringing you elevating you to do something more bigger we're gonna get to that level what must we do in the process though we gotta fortify ourselves God's about to take you to a certain dimension and level of revolutionary where you're actually gonna stand up and empower people to do certain things that they otherwise wouldn't have gotten the inspiration motivation or education to do but you're going to have to become a type of person that's going to stand in that courage and that strength and that power. Even if you got fear, even if you got worries, if you got that's how you're able to stand in front of a million people marching. And you got to be able to speak your dream as if it's a reality, because that's how it becomes the reality. What Martin Luther King taught us was there's power in dreaming. He taught us that, that there's power in dreaming. Like there, there, there is a power in having a dream, holding it and speaking it out with conviction. There's power in eloquence. There's power in being an orator. There's power in speaking with emotion. Martin Luther King wasn't just a great orator. He was a great convictor. He convicted hearts. Why? Because he spoke from a place of emotion. The iron rod that can draw any pen into a person's heart. And that just means a person who can convey ideas, back it up by emotion. The iron rod that can bring any pen into a person's heart is the emotions you put behind the words. And your emotions are going to be a, a sum total of the experiences that you went through, the lessons that you learned, the pain that you felt, and the beauty that you've seen. And, and, and the glory to the creator for all of it. That's what creates an emotion, the energy and emotion where you can actually speak and hearts can feel and souls can understand what you're speaking because it comes out as truth where all people from all different nations, white, black, brown, Chinese, every single people can actually understand, understand, relate to what you're saying and say, let's go. That is a power that's revolutionary and as healers as speakers as motivators as entrepreneurs as parents as brothers as sisters we have to have that energy inside of us where we could be a revolutionary in our town in our in our city in our country for our, our country back home whether you're african or haitian or bahamian you want to be a revolutionary in a way where you fortify your temple and where you become a type of person 
that where you walk in places and everybody's scared, they can't, they don't feel fear from you. They're, 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 they're concerned about who you are because you bring an energy of certainty. You bring an energy of empowerment. It doesn't mean you don't have fear. It means that you, you, you navigate through it in a way where you, you, it does not hold you back. That other people say, man, what does this person have in them? If that person got that thing in them, then yo, I must got, I must have that thing in me. And you, you empower other people to reveal, and it's an ongoing cycle of shifting the world. Martin Luther King did not just impact culture because he impacted culture. He impacted culture because he impacted people who are the, the major players in that culture. The reason why Martin Luther King impacted the world is not just because he impacted people that are just listening or who are part of the of the masses he empowered the leaders of the masses once you get into a certain way where you can empower leaders this is how you will you make a massive shift if you want to do anything to change something in the world that you're pissed about you want to become such a leader that you attract other leaders and you empower them in a way where they can lead better your gifting help cultivate something inside of the leaders of our society and those leaders then go in their communities and impact their tribes which then causes a ripple effect of impact right this is what the greats taught us over and over and over and over again and we can see it so when we when we're listening to modern age people who are doing shifts they are not doing shifts because somebody else somebody said commented below by the way, where the comments, where the likes? Somebody drop some fire if you're watching live. Let's blow this thing up. It's MLK that we're not celebrating. Let's celebrate MLK, baby. I ain't see no comments. I ain't see no flames, no likes. What's your, let, let's blow this thing up a little bit, right? One of the things that MLK taught us was we have to empower the leaders. Not only do we have to empower the leaders, we got to stand strong in our leadership. Not only we got to stand strong in our leadership, we got to stand strong with unwavering faith. We have to be seekers of knowledge, right? We have to be scholars, which means we got to read. We have to model people who did the path before, and we become the model for people who's about to travel the path. Let me say that again. Model the people who had the path and then become a model, right? And he chose the non-violent right. He literally said, I'm going to go with non-violence because I've seen how that changed a whole lot of things how Gandhi was able to do that in India he was like man how was he able to do that I'm very concerned while other people may not see your your vision for the way that you want to do your thing right for instance Malcolm X took a whole different approach and that's the yin of the yin I don't I don't disagree with the approach he took but he couldn't necessarily say I'm gonna go against MLK no him MLK model actually was easier to bring in conversation towards like Caucasians in the popular culture because like, bro, you talk about nonviolence, how can I go against that, right? It, it only, like, it, it was a different approach and we have to understand that a lot of people fight for one way or the other, but I think many different ways work. I think the militant style of Malcolm X mixed with the non-violent style of MLK and they was about to get together 
like literally would have actually created a beautiful duality right it, it would actually turn from gang culture to like be a man culture what i mean by that is let's stand up for our people let's protect our our, our mothers and children our societies let, let let's not let anything happen to them like let's be the scholar and talk about like literally he was he was a muslim so let's talk about let's get from that perspective and talk about love let's talk about that but by all means if somebody gonna come to your house make sure you're toting that like make sure you're standing in the middle of 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 of, of the window and looking through and making sure you're prepared right one of the things that et said that was a, that empowered me he was like man how come these like it was a mass shooting in a black neighborhood he was like man we let the people come to and do a mass shooting why because our men was not in the neighborhood not protecting the seeds not protecting our women not out here literally instead of like we in a club you're doing this or you game bang or you but like yo how about you here so what malcolm brought and what and what martin bought was beautiful and it was a message it was yin and yin it was like masculine like it was like both it was like masculine feminine yin yin it was like yo both of them would have worked together however we accepted mostly what malcolm said because it was more like okay we don't have to we don't have to um it was more like what the government like bro okay now that can eradicate an actual revolution where there's like where there's chaos there's this havoc where there's fighting and we needed that at the time so it's ironic how in society we may look at one approach as, man, that was right or that was good. And we may not have a M Malcolm X day. Why, why don't they have a Malcolm X day? Because they don't want that philosophy to be that philosophy. It does not mean that Malcolm X did not play just as big as the world as MLK. It just means that they didn't want that mentality to be mixed in the culture. All right. So just, just be conscious that even your as a revolutionary, I'm about to say something that's powerful. As a revolutionary, you have to understand that even your work, though it's meant to, for, God's, for God's will to carry out, the evildoers is going to learn how to shift what you want to do in alignment with God's will for their purpose and their will. And what I mean by that is it's called a narrative. God may narrate what you need to do. But but the, the culture, the news, the outlets is going to be a narrator, right? It's going to create a narration of what you're doing to make it look a certain way. So they can either um, demonize you or angelize your plan to match their agenda. And what they wanted to do with MLK was, you know, what we're actually going to do is we're going to utilize this to say, hey, let's be more. And meek is not a bad thing. Um, turning the other cheek is actually what the word says, right? But but at, at some point, somebody's coming inside of your house to take your kid and go lynch him. Like, bruh. Right? Like, one of the things I loved about David was, yo, know, David would praise God, but he would slay a giant. Right, that's the, we gotta also look at the duality of, of the word. It's like God said, somebody slap you, turn the other cheek. But then David was one of those people like, bro, I'ma slay that giant. David would, would, would write Psalms into the Lord and says, Lord, please smite my enemies down. Man wasn't playing, right? Just as much David had faith 
just as David had an anointing and he had the power of God, like he literally also was a soldier and he wasn't afraid to get blood on his hands. So the Bible teaches us that malice towards evil doers is not always evil as we think. It's actually God protecting his people. So revolutions may include bloodshed, but it, that's part of it. A lot of us, we think being in alignment with God means that everything has to be all pretty. It doesn't always. Freedom has a cost, right? When the Israelites were being freed, there was a cost. Like all of those chariots had to die in the, in the sea, right? Like when Samson was delivering the people, people had to like people die it's part of it but guess what we, we don't know always want that and not just the evildoers must die even the prophets have to die part of the prophets dying is a way of us treasuring what they said we don't appreciate people till they die so a lot of times it's not till they died that what they said became but martin luther king what he had was he was both reverence alive and he was reverence on his death it was he was both partly accepted alive and he was a whole lot accepted now you can't go anywhere and not see martin luther king street even though what they try to do now with mlk street is they literally try to make it the most impoverished streets it'd be like the most ghetto street i was like come on man y'all trying to say okay black people live here so it's mlk street it has to so that goes a whole nother level right so all i'm letting you know right now is that you have to be revolutionary we have to study the greats we got to do what martin luther king did he modeled the grace that came before him he was a man of faith he had a solid dream and he kept his dream strong he he looked at his mission and his goal and he said there's something in the world that pisses me off and I know I can be a change agent. He said, regardless of what may happen to me, I'm going to keep doing it. He came up with plans and strategies. He was a great organizer. He organized ways to make his plan happen, which means he didn't just do all the talk. He had, organi he had organized. He did stuff to change the way that people saw things, like literally the sitting in the walking. Like he literally, he said, I'm going to be out there. He was a shepherd, not just an intellectual which means he didn't just write books or stand on it. He literally went in with the people. He was just as great. He was just as great. And somebody said, Malcolm X was, was more what we needed to be. MLK was weak. And I'm going to say that was completely like you literally missed the part when I said both of them had their own approach in this. But none, no man was weak, bruh. MLK was weak. You talk about a man who moved like MLK... MLK empowered M Malcolm X. Like some of you who's like, man, MLK like was weak and M like, bro, who do you think literally was the OG of this? Like, who do you think literally like Malcolm X may have has his philosophy, but MLK empowered him. Like, bro, we cannot say that one man is weak or one man was because of their approach. It's an approach. And some of you don't understand that that's what duality is. God's not just going to use everybody in the same way. God's going to use everybody in their way. And we got to understand that the greatest weapon that there is, is not the gun. The greatest weapon is the tongue. The greatest weapon is the pen. The greatest weapon is moving in people. And that's what MLK did.
and some of the civil rights leaders that caused the shifts in the laws that you're enjoying right now, they, do, they, they didn't do it by gun. They did it by thought. They did it by organization. They did it by words. They did it through the pen. Right? So I'm not saying like one of them is bad, one of them is good. We needed both of them. In fact, we need them to come together. It's just, but I'm letting you know that what pop, and let me tell you something. As militant ideas that Malcolm X had is more like, yo, protect your turf. He was more on the intellectual, more on the words, more on the, than he was on that. He wasn't out here shooting things and doing, he was out doing that. Right? Some of you think like, my Uncle ex was like Matt Turner, like, no, nah, he wasn't no Nat Turner. Like, he was in in places speaking and teaching, bruh. He was doing more like what Jesus did. Like, so you got to understand that the greatest power we have and what they try to hide from us when we were slaves is books, right? So they're like, yo, knowledge is what was the most tool of freedom, right? It, it was literally that. So let's wrap it up right here with what Patricia just said. And I love what you just said. It says, there is no, bro, anybody who talked bad about Malcolm, uh, Martin Luther King, bro, I just can't respect you. I just can't respect you. Because the man has done so much for us as a culture. And if you want to put dirt on his name, man, get out of here with that, man. Man, so shout out to Malcolm. I'm here to celebrate him. So anybody who's not celebrating him, this is not the podcast for you. Um, Somebody says, like, there's no greater love in the world than to sacrifice yourself for the benefit of the world, of the, of the words. Man, Martin Luther King had a, okay, let's not even go with that. Let's not, let's not let no, let's not do that, man. The, you know, what Martin Luther King did was he sacrificed himself, he sacrificed his family, he sacrificed everything. Not because he couldn't just, I'm going to wrap it up at that. Not because he couldn't go about his life. And live a life of freedom with the knowledge. Not he couldn't. He could got around people. He could build businesses. He could do whatever he could wanted to do with his life. He was a man of knowledge. He was a, he was an intellect. He had everything he needed to do whatever he wanted. But he decided that if God's gonna bless me with life, what I'm gonna do with my life is gonna be to serve God. It's gonna be to do something for our world. And I'm sure he didn't do it so people could remember him. He did it because he did not want his children to suffer the same thing his ancestors suffered. He wanted equality. He wanted man to be, to be, he wanted literally men to be judged by the content of their character, not the color of the skin. He literally wanted what God wanted to begin with. But men with their evil ideas went against. Martin Luther King did not just have a dream. He had a plan. He ran the plan. And when he really spoke the plan like he wanted to be, they took him out. Now it's our responsibility as youth, it's our responsibility as millennials, it's our responsibility to say we're going to run the plan that our ancestors, that our elders left us. We're going to be revolutionary like them. We're not going to be just be dancing on TikTok. We're going to be empowering on TikTok. We're going we're gonna to look at the world and say this pisses me off in the world. We're going to say this suffering I want to shift. We're going to say this change I want to make. And every single day we're going to learn. We're going to model. We're going to grow so we can be the type of person that stands strong in our character. So that way we can be revolutionary just like MLK was. And in order for us to do that, we have to say we're going to be revolutionary every single day that we live 
we're going to walk revolutionary. Okay? So that's my message, and I'm sticking to it. So shout out to everybody who tapped into this message about being revolutionary like MLK. Uh, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Once again, this is a podcast. It's all about growth in all aspects of your life, solidifying it. Holistic mindset to lead to healthy body, healthy relationships, and tuned spirit. So thank y'all for joining me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves. And I, I really appreciate y'all. Okay. So somebody says we shouldn't celebrate him on his birthday. And now, look, we celebrate on his birthday, on a day of sign. Look, we got to stop making these things so complicated, man. We, we celebrate Christmas uh, just because we celebrate all these holidays. Let's just celebrate the doggone holiday. Let's do what we can do about it. Like, let's stop being so, we just be so, we didn't do this. We should do that. Well, it's not this. Like, let's just honor him. Can we just honor Mount Luther King today? Can we honor him on his birth? Can we honor him every single day by being revolutionary? Right? And can we actually just on his day just say shout out to the OG for doing this? Like, yo, shout out to the elder for like, bruh. Can we just like put that energy for our answer? Can we stop like with all of this? We stop judging the, like, bruh, he did this, he didn't do that. Oh man, he did this or he was weak. Can we stop doing that? Like, can we just honor our ancestors and our elders? Like, I'm not saying we, like, I just need, can we just stop, bruh? Like, that's, that pisses me off sometimes because like, bruh. Like, w- would you, in that time frame, speak like he spoke, knowing what he had to go against? Would you sacrifice? Yo, I talked about some herbs. Somebody said, man, you better, they don't like solutions. Like, bro, if right now people can't talk about herbs, like, bro, think about in, the, in that time, this man talk about freedom, talk about equality. Yo, that, we need to honor that, and we need to stop, like, learning, like, we want to be so intellectual, so knowledgeable, that we can become very, like, we could be stupid, man. Like, we want to be so, like, we want to be so specific and this and that, that we could be so petty, all right? So, I, I just had to get that one out, like, bro, let's just stop all of that. Let's just look at the bigger picture, man, and let's just celebrate. Let's just celebrate, man. Let's just stop comparing. Let's just appreciate. Let's learn from MLK. Let's let's learn from Malcolm X. Let's learn from all of them. Right? Let's put that together and, and, and each one do it. And like, bruh, it's that time. We can't be so op, like arguing against petty things anymore. Like, bruh, we gotta we gotta get together. We got each being doing the work in their own way. I do this is the way I do my work. I don't be talking about civil rights. I talk about holistic living because I understand that's revolutionary in the way that I talk about, like, I talk about what I talk about because that's my gifting. I help people with a lifestyle, holistic lifestyle. That's my gifting. That's my calling. That's the avenue I'm going to use for that. So everybody got got their own way of making an impact and we're going to have to make it the way we make it. And, and we can't expect everybody to be like everybody because if everybody was like everybody, then we wouldn't reach different people. So this is how the world is. And one of the things, I'm, I'm going to close this here. God told me something that's, and he said to me like, bro, you're one of a million, but you're one of millions. And I will forever remember that because that humbled me and it empowered me at the same time. Right. And, and what what it, what it said what it what it empowered me about was it literally told me that bro you are special you you are singled out you you like I knew you was in the womb and I had a purpose for you 
But just remember, you're not that special because there's a lot of other people who I'm using for that same purpose in their will in their own way. So humble yourself and understand that I'm going to use you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to do great things to you. But it's not about you. Right. We must not seek to be this great person. We, we must just be great. And then the world is going is going to recognize that. And God's going to bless you when you humble yourself to say, I'm actually one of a million, just like MLK. But you know what? I'm a revolutionarist, just like a lot of other people before me. And I humble myself before God and I'm, and I'm humble that he can use me too, just like he used all of these other great men and women. So that's my message and I'm sticking to it. It's the Holistic Motivator. If this was an empowering episode for you today, drop some fire in the chat. I wanna remind everybody that you have the unlimited power in you to achieve whatever it is that you wanna do and to construct and be the, the revolutionarist, the revolutionary, the revolution, I don't even know what the proper wording is, to be a revolution, to be revolutionary, just like MLK. But here's a couple of things I wanna leave you with. Become a scholar, continuously learn, model those who travel before you, operate with the spirit of God, follow God's plan for your life, be unapologetic about what you stand for, find something that pisses you off and do something about it, organize your plans, don't just speak, but let's put our speaks into action, meet with the leaders and the people that can support you in your vision, even if it's the same people that don't want to see you prosper, right? And lastly, relinquish your need to protect your your body because your soul and spirit is forever going to live and the moment you say that my mission is greater than me just being here in this time frame god's going to ensure that you're here not just for this world for the world after and for the and you're going to be mentioned in the world for the rest of your life for the rest of your uh, existence which may not be in the world so that's my message and i'm sticking to it it's the holistic motivator and i remind you to that you have the unlimited power in you to be revolutionary to change the world to make something different that you leave something here that wasn't here before but first you have to believe it in order to achieve it and until that happens the world forever miss all your talents all your gifts and all the great things that you have to offer so remember let your light shine don't hide it don't dim it peace Shout out to everybody listening to the podcast. Make sure you go to edtalksdaily.com and subscribe.